Welcome to Season 3 of the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. I'm excited to share with you the stories of clients and professionals on their personal, functional core and pelvic floor rehab journeys, as well as so much more. We're passionate about helping you be strong for the life you were meant to live. the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. This is Kelly Dean. I'm your host and the owner of the Tummy Team. And I'm really excited about our interview today. We have a client interview with Heather from upstate New York. We just were talking before the the recording and it turns out that like I was born in the city beside where she was born and we lived in the same cities next door to each other for um, the beginning of our childhood, which is kind of funny. Um, So it's a small world out there because now I'm on the the West Coast and you're on the East Coast. But Heather is um, an online client who has done both core foundations and I believe four of your floor of your core. And she's willing to share a little bit about her story. So I'm excited to have you here. Hi, Heather. Hi. Yes, it's exciting. Yeah, thanks for Um, joining us. And tell us a little bit about yourself. All righty. So I'm 47. And I wear many, many hats in my life. So amongst them, the mom, the wife, um, I'm mom to a 16-year-old and a 12-year-old. I'm a high school science teacher. And um, I'm in that nice little sandwich mode of um, taking care of my dad a little bit. Uh, He has a lot of complicated health issues. And I have to travel to see him and uh, help him out every once in a while. And um, I have found this wonderful health journey I started on about 18 months ago doing uh I started with intermittent fasting and that's how I found you um because you were a guest on the intermittent fasting podcast intermittent fasting stories podcast with Jen Stevens and I probably was about I was binge listening and six to eight months in on doing that and uh heard your story and I was like you must love your job because it was so fascinating to me. Uh, since I do teach science, I was all about the whole how your body's working and all that. So, uh, yeah, so I was really interested in what you did for your job and looked online and checked you out a little bit, but then marinated because I'm, you know, like moms do. We don't like to think that we really need something when we really do. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I, true. I, yeah. Yeah, so I marinated in, should I do this? Shouldn't I do this? Is it really going to help me? And then you had a Black Friday sale, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to try it. I'm going to try the Core Foundations class and see how it goes. Um, So that's what I did. Um, Just because of Black Friday and whatever, it was around December of last year, December of 2022. And so it was for two months and just took off. Um, Yeah, so it's interesting. A lot of times people marinate, they like, like they take some time. A lot of women, men buy right away. Women, um, (laughs) women take time and like, think about it and think about it because we kind of think we can live with what's going on. You know, it's not that bad or I'd rather spend the money on, you know, my kids, you know, gymnastics lessons or whatever, you know. Um, but what was going on? You were you were on this health journey, which I love that you were already kind of, you're in that stage, that 47, you know, that perimenopausal, things are shifting and you have 
thing, people to take care of, not just your little ones are not little anymore, but now you've got your parents to take care of. And you're kind of on this journey of like, I need to be in a better place for myself so I can do what I need to do. Um, so, but what was going on in your body that you thought, huh, I should maybe think about doing some additional work, not just, you know, kind of taking charge of my food, but, but other parts of my body. Well, I think part of it was the pandemic, believe it or not. Um, I am a very big stress internalizer. So the pandemic hit. And of course, teaching was very hard at that time. (laughs) We literally were thrown in the middle of the ocean, no deep into the pool, (laughs) Um, trying to do online learning and help the students and help your families and all these things. Um, I think I had an underlining amount of stress that, ironically, with your mask on, um, you know, you don't see your body very much. So when we were coming out and things were relaxing, I'm looking at myself and I'm like, where did all this middle of me come from? It wasn't there before. And um, I was like, okay, this isn't okay because I've never had this much girth in my middle. And I was also just feeling a little weak. Um, Yeah. I've always kind of felt disconnected. Yeah, that weak and disconnected. When I use that term, are you feeling weak and disconnected from your body? A lot of people really resonate. Yes, like um, that. That kind of that that really summarizes that feeling. That it doesn't always have to be pain or an injury. Um, sometimes it's just not feeling like the outside matches the inside. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, and when you, when, with intermittent fasting, a lot of times, um, a lot of things start, start feeling better because most people drop some weight, but they have some more energy and a little bit more mental clarity, but it doesn't necessarily make you stronger. Like if you have some underlying functional weakness, it doesn't make you stronger. You might, you might be carrying less weight and feeling a little bit better, but you don't have the strength to do the things you want to do. Um, and, and I think that when I, when I did that podcast for intermittent fasting with Jen Stevens, a lot of it was talking about that, that combination of like our physical strength and our physical connection with our relationship with food, because I'm, I'm such a emotional eater and stress eater and pandemic was not good because, I had teenagers that were really struggling during that time. Plus I'm a business owner and I had to lay off a bunch of my staff and there was just, there was just a lot, a lot of stress um, for everybody. Everybody has a different story of that season, but um, that's when I started intermittent fasting as well. I was already doing the core core work, but I needed something different. So you kind of started one side and went, went to the core and I was with the core and I went to the intermittent fasting, but they all kind of come together. Okay. So you did core foundations when you started core foundations, when you finally kind of like, sometimes the sale is just the kind of the motivation we need to like take this, the final step. Um, But when you started it, what were you, what, what was your first impression? Like when we started going through the education and started telling you what to work on, were you 
surprised at what it was or different than what you thought it was going to be? What what was your impression? Well, um, one of the first things that came to my mind was you reminded me a lot of my um, ballet teacher I had when I was really, really little. She used to teach us, pretend there's a string at the top of your head and you're being pulled up straight and keep your shoulders square and your uh, all that. And that was just like right there, channeled right in from day one with uh, the awareness and, you know, standing up straight. So that wasn't really the tough part for me. It was the fact that I just, I mean, even as a child, I always remember doing sit-ups for the fitness test and just Mm -hmm. never feeling like that was a very strong part of my body. Everything else felt strong, but not, not the middle. And um, by starting out the class, it just felt like, okay, I'm starting to listen to that part. And I I have to admit intermittent fasting helped with that because when you're not spending all this other mental time on thinking, what do I need to, when, when am I eating next? When am I going, you know, how am I feeling yes. that way? You have this mental space for listening to all the other parts that are going on in there. So it really did help. Oh, that's, that's really the best way to hold up my body and, and like realizing, oh, I'm feeling a little bit of something in my shoulders or in my lower back. And so the stretches that you talk about and the things that you were talking about at the beginning to help relieve some of those things really, really helped. Um, yeah. That that we always say at the beginning, um, awareness is 50% of the solution. People are so disconnected and have been powering through their life and have just, you know, kind of, and, and I think about like online schooling, just kind of hunkering down and just kind of, you know, going through the motions. And, um, and when I tell you to slow down and actually connect and feel, a lot of people are like, oh, I, I, I don't know if I want to do that. Right. Um, but, but until you do that, we don't know where we're going, you know, it's like, we're just running blind. So, so that awareness is 50% of it. And then we give you, you know, strategies and solutions and understanding like, what is that, that pain or what is that discomfort or what is that weakness and being able to identify those things, being an, like an owner of your own body and kind of a partnership. And it sounds like that, that's kind of where it started for you. Did you think it was going to be more like a series of exercises or did you already kind of have an idea that it was more lifestyle based on the, the intermittent fasting podcast? I actually thought it was going to be more exercise and stretching. And cause I had, I had thrown out my back probably, Oh gosh, it would have been 10 ish years ago. Um, and I had to do PT for that. And I was thinking, okay, I'm just going to learn some stretches and some whatever, but the belly breathing and the, 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 another one was the, you know, awareness of what you are holding in your core besides just your organs and your muscles. Um, it was, it was a big, big piece. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's another reason why people hold off on, you know, hitting the buy now button is they think, oh, I don't have time to do all these exercises to lay down on the floor and do exercises. I, I I'll do it next week or I'll do it next month or I'll do it after this or after the holidays. And they don't realize that it really starts with what you're already doing, sitting, breathing, standing, you know, and some stretches that I build into your everyday life because 
we're talking about your functional strength here. So what are you doing all day long? And it's posture. It's posture. It's breath work. It's how you're carrying the groceries. It's how you're mowing the lawn. It's how you're unloading the dishwasher. Um, And it's different because we are so uh, trained in just like, whether it's from a rehab, previous PT, or just exercise classes, we think we need to do a certain number of sit-ups or crunches or or something like that to get this feeling. And it's it's very different because we all, most of us know that sit-ups and crunches don't give us the feeling we want. <laughs> they give us no, a lot of all. other feelings that we don't like. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, so you went, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was about to say, I had um, quite a bit to address in there too. I, I was carrying scar tissue. I had two cesareans. One was a lot more traumatic than the other. Um, so I knew there were other things that I was going to address while I was in there. But, um, but the, the emotional side, I never even thought I was going to hit the emotional side as much as I did. So that was really, really yeah. helpful. I, I I think that's the most surprising thing for people. Um, and uh, to the extent that now we have separate standalone courses to deal with the um, trauma that we hold in the core. Um, and it's interesting that you share, like your kids are 16 and 12 and you're still holding birth trauma because it was yeah. never addressed. It, yes. You're still holding the trauma from that birth all this time. Um because it was never addressed. It was never, you never acknowledged it at the time or didn't have an opportunity or never brought it up or didn't even, weren't aware that that was something that you needed to think about or, or deal with. And um, I think that that surprises people, but the good news is um, we have a step-by-step kind of process to help you. And one of the things as simple as it is, is just touching your tummy, right. And massaging your stomach. Nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to rub their tummy. But it is incredibly healing when you do. And I, I, when I work one-on-one with clients, I really try, especially women, I, but with men too, men hold a lot of trauma in their core as well. But with women, I really talk to them about how they nurture their own children, how they've, you know, rub their back and pat their back or soothe them when they're throwing up or when they're sick or they have a headache or they had a breakup or they have a bad test or whatever, you know, we have this capacity to be very nurturing and we need to like channel that into our own body to help our body heal. There's, there's incredible healing that comes from physical touch, even cell physical touch and, and kind of creating that energy. Um, it helps you to feel things, help blood flow to get through. It helps, um, to like release a lot of toxins and a lot of other things. So um, I'm glad that you um, embraced that part of the program. Oh, yes. I had, as I said, the birth trauma was one piece that I did actually think about when it first happened. It was the 16, it was my 16 year old. I um, ended up going through the process of labor uh, with very little pain. I was dilated ish centimeters before they induced ruptured membranes and things like that. Never had um, pain with contracting, just aching legs and aching back and uh, went from zero to 200 miles per hour with, oh my gosh, I'm contracting all the time. And um, we ended up getting to nine and a half centimeters and um, post having 
had my first child and then my second, and then my sister having her first child after, uh, we discovered that we probably, me and my sister and my mother even, um, might have something with our pelvis that babies just don't tend to drop down with us. (laughs) And so uh, with my first, we hung out at nine and a half, never dropped down and heart rate was going down and everything. So the doctor went ahead and did the cesarean. But what ended up happening, and I I really wish there was more like prep with the medical profession of this is what's now probably going to happen. Um, I ended up having to repair from dilating wide and then being cut in the abdomen as well. So that caused a huge amount of edema in my legs uh, to the point where you could actually see one leg get different when I was nursing on that side compared to the other. My dad, who's a who's a, now a retired PA, but at the time he was active PA, uh, came in and helped out a couple of days after I came home from the hospital. And he's just like, you're putting your feet up and you're getting up to feed this child, go to the bathroom. And that is it. Your legs are not supposed to look like this. And I was like, well, they told me to put them up. I've, I've not gotten up to go. Right. But um, yeah, it was just one of those situations where you're just like, oh, okay, this is what's supposed to to happen, I think you know. We don't know. No one knows you don't you. know, and you're so yeah. in the throes of just taking care of the newborn, right? Yeah. yeah. The birth recovery can be really rough when people have to have an emergency C-section after you've labored for a very long time. Yeah. Um, it's like you're you're having a, a birth recovery from two things. Yes. And then, if in your long labor you had IV fluid, um, like an IV in at any point. Oh, that fluid is just lingering in your body for so long. And your legs look like, you know, elephantitis almost. It did. It looked like, it reminded me of somebody taking a bicycle pump to my feet and just like making them pump up as big as they could get. I was just really surprised. With my my second, who was uh, was a VBAC, but I had labored for so, so, so long um, that, yeah, my legs were a mess. And you don't know, you don't know. So you just kind of do all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And about a month post recovery, uh, I had what I call my day of burning because my scar all the way across felt like somebody was holding a candle the whole time. Fabric, even the lightest of fabric was aggravating it. I said, Oh, maybe if I take a cool shower. Nope. The pressure of the water was just like even worse. And I called my dad in in a panic state. What is going on? He's like, your nerves are reconnecting. This is normal. I'm like, yes, but it doesn't feel normal. Um, But, you know, again, it's one of those things. It would be helpful to know these things. But I think every medical situation, everybody takes it so uniquely on their own. You don't know what to anticipate to warn someone about so they can get nervous for no reason at all. So I I get it. But at the same time, it is helpful to know these things at the same time. But yeah, um, and, and I remember post much further post in that first year, having these thoughts every once in a while, that was really hard to do. Like, Um, and now, and of course my body wasn't the same ever again. Um, Mm -hmm. now your abdomen doesn't even look like it ever did before. And 
maybe you need to strengthen that part. And so I did. I thought, oh, okay, I'll start doing some crunches and whatever. It did not take long for me to go, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that because it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel right ever. And then we end up doing nothing, right? Like, And I think where a lot of people get, they're like, this doesn't feel right or, or I can't do it. And there's no other option. And I think that that's where like all of our courses, we start with that education about like, you know, let's, let's get outside of the the gym and the PE class and think about how was our muscle designed before we created fitness? Like, what does your core do? Your core holds you up and holds you together upright. There's nothing functional we do laying on our back other than sleeping. I mean, maybe if you're like a car mechanic and you're underneath cars, like, but like, I can't think of really anything else that you do laying on your back mm-hmm. um, other than exercises. And so that's not the design of the muscle. The design of the muscle is upright. All the things that we do, um, you know, walking around and carrying our kids and, you know, all the things that you do, you know, um, functionally. Um, and, and so if that's how it was designed, then that's how we need to train it. And I think that that gives people a lot of freedom. And then because you took this class kind of when your kids weren't newborns, there's this, there's this component of, of birth recovery that really, uh, magnifies the weakness of the core. And it's what we call newborn parenting postures. Um, all those postures that we're in when their babies are little, right? Forcing postures, changing diapers, carrying, um, you know, propping them up on our shoulder, trying to burp them, trying to get it, rock them to sleep, bouncing them, all the things we do, right? Um, And how much that requires of a core that we don't have because we just gave birth. Um, So then we learn this whole other strategy and we just start feeling maybe a little bit better. And all of a sudden we're pregnant again. And we're doing this thing again, right? And then, you know, some people are pregnant again and again and again, you know? So it's hard to like get people get people to understand that, you know, if we can see you through your pregnancy, if we can give you strategies for the newborn parenting postures, if we can give you strategies for those elementary school years, those toddler years, the potty training years, you know, and then for the teenager years, and then for the years of taking care of our aging parents, and then for the, you know, that's our goal is to give you core strength that is going to transcend all of the seasons of your life and be very functional and meaningful um, to connect to your body, but also to help your body work for you instead of against you. And, and that's, that's, you know, what we're doing. Um, did you notice a difference as you started getting more connected to your core? Did you notice a difference in your energy level or your emotional capacity with your students, with your family? Did you notice some things like that changing? Um, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, this is another piece that was, uh, unanticipated. I was probably about three weeks in on the, um, core foundations class and my dad ended up hospitalized for a week and I was the, I'm the closest child. So I was in the hospital with him for the full on week. I was in my course, um, my, um, splint, I was doing my thing. Um, 
And it was it was wonderful, actually, to be able to do that because uh, we spent like a day and a half in the emergency room. And, you know, emergency rooms have like little to no space for anything. So you're barely able to sit in a seat next to the person that you're helping to take care of. And I would get up and walk around. I would just stand and do my little hip shift things and all those wonderful little exercises. And it did relieve so much. of that tension. And if I got stressed, I did those belly breaths. They all felt fantastic. It all kind of just quelled all those other concerns that I had. I'm, I, for some reason, I'm very good with hospital time is what I call it. Cause it's not the first time I've been doing hospital time uh, for, on the behalf of somebody. It's just, I just mentally just said, okay, the next step, I'm not, you know, when we find out the next step of information, we're going to just go with that. And but I, I didn't have all this anxiety or angst. I just would just like, I did. I massaged my belly while I would stand there getting stressed. I would do all these things that would just calm me right down um, and, and make me able to focus on my dad. So that was helpful. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to need to pause this self-care that I'm doing because I need to now care for this other person. You can see how this self-care that I'm doing is helping me care for this other person. And it's not taking any more time. You're sitting waiting for the radiologist and for the blood work and for the labs to come back. You're, You're just sitting and waiting. You're standing and waiting. So you can do this anywhere, anytime. Um, and it does, I, I notice, um, that it helps me like I'm in a season similar. My, I, my kids are a little older. I have one that's about the same age, one that's 15 and then my, my older kids, but there's a lot of, uh, emotional demands of our children at this age. There's a lot of, you know, heavy questions and difficult conversations and challenges, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and I notice that the if I'm in, sometimes I can feel the weight of the world and kind of have it crushing me down and collapsing. And if I stop and I stretch, I do like an overhead, maybe standing QL stretch or a or door frame stretch or even just some pelvic circles or something. And then I take a couple belly breaths and I sit up tall. It's so much better. Like I can have that conversation. I feel stronger. I feel more stable. I feel more grounded. I feel more mental clarity, more emotional capacity. It's hard to explain. Like I can explain it at a very scientific level. Probably you could too. Um, But it really needs to be at a personal level for people to go like, okay, whether you you understand the science behind this or not, take the benefits of it and let it help you be stronger. Because when we, one of the things the tummy team says is, you know, we want you to be strong for the life you were meant to live. And that is a very subjective statement, right? Maybe somebody feels like the life they were meant to live was being like a, you know, a mountain climber. Well, we want you to be strong for that. Or maybe it's being like a grandma of 10 kids, you know, or the neighborhood grandma, you know, or the bus driver, the school bus driver for all the kids that don't really have anybody, you know, like whatever that strength is, that's what we want to be giving you. And, um, and it, it's elusive until you get it. And it comes, I, I think that's where we talk about core strength. The core is different than what we've, we've made it, you know, we've made it this 
you know, six pack abs, but that's not the core is really kind of your identity and who you are and how grounded you are to kind of be able to pull from that strength. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and the fact that I did have other injuries, the back injury, um, I actually post second cesarean ended up with a, it's just so, so strange. I ended up with a, like a herniated blood vessel that kind of sequestered itself between two of my ab muscle layers was the way the surgeon described it. Cause I got to the point uh, post that one where I actually would feel that part of my belly and it felt like I was having a hernia and I was like, it's not a hernia, (laughs) but I'm not having other issues, but um, that's how we imaged it. We, everybody's, figured out everything. Um, and they actually biopsied it just to make sure it was really what they suspected it was. And they explained just by doing the little biopsy with the needle would drain this little blood bubble is basically what they described it as. Um, and it, it would very likely would alleviate that issue. And the, the feeling of herniation was gone, but the pain still stayed. And it right. was definitely linked with my cycles because it was sitting right over the um, right hand ovary and right next to the scar and there's scar tissue. So the IF and the less total bulk of food in my diet, because that was one of the things that was explained to me with the scar tissue in that spot, the constipation, I threw out my back on that side the same year. All connected, Um, right? Right. And so I started babying all of that side and I'm a side sleeper. So it was like not even sleeping on that side. So I'm sleeping on the other side. Over time, I think I trying to baby the right side ended up straining my left and my left knee was aggravating and arthritic. And so I'm sitting here with all these things and going, now doing the class, I'm sitting here going, these all kind of sort of went, not went away, but certainly were more manageable. Um, IF immediately started making a lot of my inflammation all over my body more manageable, including my knee and my back. But I haven't gone to the chiropractor since I've done your course, I think once. Yeah. Um, In like over eight months. Right? I'm not out of alignment anymore. And then your muscles. And so much of the pain we feel is asymmetrical muscle compensation, right? Right side more than the left side, the front's doing more than the back. And um, because the core wraps around your body, that symmetry comes into place. And it does, it really, it helps all of those things. And and it does help with constipation. It helps with um, knee pain and ankle pain and hip pain and, and neck pain. It's bizarre, but your whole body is connected. It's not all these individual um, items there, you know, there's, there's a chain reaction. And so when we can get this solid foundation, then everything from there is much more treatable and manageable. You, you went from core foundations and then you decided to do floor of your core. Tell me about that. That I, I, I really wasn't showing any symptoms of needing floor of the core. I just thought, you know, I've worked so much doing the, the wraparound transverse and yes, it addressed some pelvic, but I would just like to know that walking into, cause I am perimenopausal and all these other things, just walking into that stage of life, that is at least, I've got the tools already on hand, ready to go. Uh, 
You did and, it for a while. Like, yeah. And if I notice I'm having problems, I can redo. I know you have that redoing course or the membership, you know, brush up kind of thing. So I just thought it wouldn't hurt at all. Um, And I'm feeling so good in my core, whatever little, whatever's going on down there, I could just address now while it's not a big issue and work from there. that. I wish everybody did that because that, yeah, the floor of your core is, um, you know, I, 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 so much of it is preventative, so much pelvic floor stuff, so much easier to prevent than it is to treat after the fact, especially when things become severe. And as women, we often wait till things become severe before we treat them. So being, um, being proactive, um, and preventative is, is, super helpful. Um, when you, one of the things you said when you were, uh, you kind of signed up to do the podcast, which I'm so grateful you did was you said that, um, you have, I I can't remember how you worded it, but it was something about you've learned how to love yourself again and to really connect to your body. Can you talk just a little bit? We're kind of wrapping up, but can you talk a little bit about that? Because, um, I think sometimes people, I, I hear so much people saying, I hate this part of my, I hate my stomach. I hate this. I'm so frustrated that my body won't do this. And there's just so much animosity between us and our body. And um, I want to hear kind of your, your role, your take on that. Um, well, you know, it it is, it's one of those things uh, as a person that struggled with weight a lot of my life, um, getting into IF really helped me feel like that mental challenge is something I can handle. Um, I don't have to battle myself every day. I'm not negotiating with myself anymore about what I'm doing with my food and my food choices and when I'm eating. Um, and so I was just mentally ready. This, this piece, I think, and it really is true, I I really felt like um, for quite a bit of my, my first child's life, why couldn't I get her out just with a normal delivery? Why did I have to go to cesarean? What was wrong with me? And I think I've carried that for a really long time. Feeling like your and, body between was broken yes, and something. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And and the fact that I've really never felt connected to this part of my body, but you, one of the most gracious things you ever did was just say, don't push through it. Just do what you can with what, what your body's willing to do with you right now. And it will come. And I totally embrace that. Um, and I still am. It's wonderful. Um, and between this and what I'm doing with IF and you know, just trying to get back into things that I just have put off because I never felt like my body could put up with it anymore. One of the things was tennis, but um, I just, I've sort of made this priority now to just improve the quality of my life of what I've got. And then um, knowing that when I'm working my little steps right now, the quantity will come with it. The, yeah. the ability to extend what I can do or how much I can bear or, or perhaps add to my life later will come. Um, yeah. And it's really a wonderfully comforting thought, a very um, 
tranquil. It's very zen in my brain now. It used to not be so zen. I so love that. It's very helpful. Yes. I love that. It sounds like you've, like, I think that it sounds like you've really been on a journey to, you know, to honor your body and to, to have this a little bit more understanding between, you know, um, some of the things that happened, you know, in your motherhood journey, but also just um, not beating yourself up anymore, but just embracing it and loving your body and allowing it to, to do all these other things that you want to do. Um, and, and also, you know, I, 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 I've said this before, but I think one of the, there's been a few positive things that I think have come out of the pandemic. Um, and one of them has been our awareness, um, as a culture of mental health issues and of, um, of not, you know, of, of loving on ourselves and, and, and respecting and loving our, our, ourselves and, and making that a priority. And, um, I think that we were just maybe going, 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 and everything slowed down and magnified all the things that were really hard. And so we couldn't ignore it anymore. And now I think we don't want to ignore those things anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if this, this rehab process, if this kind of connection process is a part of helping people be more connected to their body and have a more positive outlook of their future and of now and of the community that they're around and how they interact with the people they love. That's, that's what I want more than anything. So I'm glad that that's, um, you know, been part of your journey. Yeah, for sure. And all those little steps, those little promotions of you, it doesn't take a lot of time. Just take a few minutes to do it here or there. It wasn't like you don't have to dwell on a block of time, arrange for a block of time. Just like one of the best places daily. Best places daily I take care of this is in my commute in the morning. Um, I actually stage it out. I do my belly breaths for a certain part of my commute. And then I do my belly breath hold. And then I do the little in, out, in, out. as if I were crunching, I, I consider that my crunches every day. <laughs> um, and I do that on the way to school and on the way home. And it doesn't interrupt anything else I need to do. I don't have to set aside time. And I sit there and I know that I'm loving that, that part of me. Yeah. yeah and connecting. Yeah. And connecting every day with it. It's almost like a meditation, actually. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Thank you, Heather. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for sharing. I'm sure we could talk a bunch more, but this has been really good. I think it's what a lot of people needed to hear that, you know, sometimes you just need to take that step and start connecting again to your body and, and see what happens. Um, I'm excited there. It sounds like you're, you're still on this journey. This isn't over. You've got some other goals and things. I, I wonder how you might uh, like some of our advanced courses, our core smart fitness transition or our functional core. I think that both of those will really resonate with that next season of like really putting them the pieces together. But you've got things you're doing now and you're doing great. So I'm excited for you. Yes. Well, thank you for making this journey 
be one more step in my journey because it, it really did make a big step and improvement in it. I love that. I love that. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me and Heather today. Thank you for listening to Heather's story. And, you know, if you are, are can resonate with that feeling of disconnect, just take a look at what we do at the Tummy Team. It's, it's different than you think. It's not going to take a ton of time, but it will change everything when you have that connection. And we want that for you. So take a look at what we're doing at thetummyteam.com and uh, we'll see you next time on the podcast. All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. To hear more inspiring stories, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And of course, to find out more about all that we do, check out thetummyteam.com. We would love to help you be strong for the life you are meant to live.